0: If you keep a strong hand and you ignore the volatility and the dips in Bitcoin, you'll do okay, people. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are tuning in from around the world. Uh, This is the Bullish Bitcoin channel. I am Brian, the UK Bitcoin master. Thank you all for joining me. Today is the 27th of April, 2023, and we are a few days away from one third of the year gone already absolutely flipping crazy, is it not? Don't forget to retweet the show. Don't forget to share this where you are watching or listening. If you're on the podcast, I would greatly appreciate that. If you are new and you're finding my channel for the first time, I go live every Monday and every Thursday at 6 p.m. London time, UK time. So come and join me wherever you are around the world and I'll do my best to give you a 30 minutes or so dose of bullish Bitcoin. Again, if you are new to the channel, so important that you don't come here looking for any type of financial advice because you are not going to find it. Do your own research. How can you do that? Over 500 and 50 videos, I believe now, at ukbitcoinmaster.com and close to 100 over at bitcoininterviews.com where you will find all of the interviews. So check them out, people. Check me out also on Noster if you're on Noster. If not, you need to find out what it is And get on it, particularly if you are a Bitcoiner. You can find me at ukbitcoinmaster at nostoplebs.com. So support me over there as well. And last but not least, and I couldn't forget this one. Remember, this show is all about not your keys, not your coins. Very important you do your own research. Very important you understand why you should never leave coins on exchanges. And if you don't want to take any notice of me... Just go and check out all of the debacle that took place in 2022, and you'll understand where I'm coming from. Okay, I've got something not working right. There you go. Right, so... um Let me just get rid of that. Who we got in the chat? Let's see who we've got joining us live. We have John G is in the house, as always. Thanks for your support, John. Uh, Stephen Redding, hi to you, Stephen. Vinny Rondo, Staten Island's with us. Uh, Bitcoin Meister is coming in from wherever he is in the US. Uh, UK Bitcoin Farmer, welcome. Lance Hoddle, Elaine, Mrs. UK is in the house. Uh, Mr. Shining, uh, welcome France. Good to see you. Thank you for being here. Matty3623, welcome to you. Michael Weber is in the house. Hello, everyone. BTC bounce back. Like it always does, Michael. It always bounces back, people. Yorkie Bitcoiner is with us. Morgan James. Uh, hello to you, Morgan. Bram VDB is in the house as well. Uh, welcome everyone. Currently, looking at my monitor, I've got more people um, watching the show than likes. So please smash the like button. I would really, really appreciate that. Matthew Underhill, welcome. Good to see you, sir, as always. Without further ado, let's get into the news. Okay, my thumbnail. They do not want Bitcoin to disrupt their system. Okay, so a little bit of pushback from Bitcoin Meister there. I do not believe in they in most contexts, but I did pound the like button. Adam, I always appreciate that. And I always say that everyone is one of us have got different viewpoints, different standpoints. What a boring world it would be if we all thought the same in the context of they or they in the context of this show is very much they as in banking, governments, And the wider they, from a macro standpoint, they simply don't want Bitcoin to rise. They will do everything. I keep using that, the word they, but they will do everything they can to crush this thing, to spin the narrative that it is bad for the environment, to make Bitcoiners out to be bad people. They're going to do that because they are not going to give up easily. Their running of the financial system globally, the manipulation of people, that is what I mean by they in the context of today's show. And we'll get into that in a, minute, in a moment. Let's very quickly go over to the desktop. And if I may, quick look at this, uh, the um, price. Yes, it has bounced back. You are looking at Bitcoin here since its inception. And look, that is what you call volatility. But look where we bottomed and how we are gradually, gradually creeping up again, people. Here's the thing. If you believe that Bitcoin is going to go up over time, why wouldn't you want to stack some sats that give you more purchasing power over time than leave your money in crappy fiat where your purchasing power is going down over time? And um, We'll come to that when I have a, uh, cover a couple of the articles there. But for the relevance of this slide, currently, if you're new to Bitcoin and you think you've got to buy a whole one, you don't. Right now, you'll get over 3,430 sats for every dollar you've got lying around. So give up your takeaways. Give up your too much drinking coffee out and stack sats for the future. And I don't think that'll be a, a bad thing if you were to go do that. Let me get rid of that one. What else? Okay. Uh, you can follow me on Linktree. All of these are all my links. As you can see, it's lit up there. Um, you can even message or book a call with me on Vida and literally pay for my time. If you want to, you don't have to, I don't want anyone to, but it's there. If anybody wants it, you can clearly see all the social media links here. So follow me on some of them. It says there you can support the channel if you want to. Uh, also, uh, Lastly here, whoops, that's not supposed to happen. I want to plug this, the Bitcoin Adventure coming up in the UK. I cannot believe I was pounding the the, the strong hand for this last year. And here we are. uh, Year two is coming up. If you are in the UK, if you can get to the south of England in July 22nd and 23rd, come and join us for the Bitcoin Adventure. It's at a theme park south of uh, Bristol. Uh, it's a family event. Um, everything there is paid for. You can pay for um it, with a credit or debit card or in SATS. Uh, and it's made available. You can buy stuff in SATS, activities. There's all sorts going on there. So if you're interested in Bitcoin and you want to have a fun couple of days, come and join us um, for that. Looking at the price, as we are live 29,130. So, hey, listen, bit bullish because I'm live. Loving it. Okay, let me just get rid of that one if I can. There we go. Okay, if you want to drop me a tip, there you go. They're always there. You don't have to, but some people want to. Three SATS addresses, a buy me a cup of coffee address. There it is, all there. I want to get into the show in earnest. Okay, so my six year Bitcoin journey next month has now clearly shown me that. It is so important that we have critical thinking, that we are very mindful where we get our information from. I believe mainstream media news outlets are dying. I mean, for goodness sake, I think it's not not Alex Jones, who's the other one, Joe Rogan. I mean, he gets like 13 million views or something daft on his podcast and mainstream media outlets can get something like... 80,000 or something ridiculous. Don't quote me on the figure. But the point is, people are starting to wake up to the news that's out there that is no more than FUD, that is a narrative that the, that the news outlets want to spin. And if we're in Bitcoin, it's very interesting, it's very important, I'm sorry, that we get our information from, from the correct news sources. And the challenge you've got out there is, They're very quick when there's a downturn to say Bitcoin is dead. You know, is the Bitcoin rally over? Is crypto dead, etc.? And I've got a number of them here. Here's the first one, you know, from the BBC here in the UK. And actually, this one is a genuine one. Maybe there's another shoe to drop and maybe it's going to be First Republic Bank. And maybe we're going to see more contagion. If you go back and look at the 2008 crisis... Um, You know, it was happening a year before everything just completely crumbled and Lehman Brothers went under. So don't think, you know, behind the scenes, things aren't bad out there because they really are flipping bad. You've also got this one from Forbes. Crypto is dead in America. Coinbase takes drastic action after Bitcoin investor Chamath uh, Palapitia issued a stark warning amid price chaos. I would not take any notice of these venture capitalists. Venture capitalists, they are going to leave U.S. shores, I think, because they're clamping down on crypto um, ventures. And that's where the venture capitalists put their money so they can get in, make a load of money and get out. So people like Chamath, I literally don't take any notice of whatsoever. It's up to you what you do. You've then got this one, Gary Gensler can't say if ETH is a security because of the SEC. Now, this one baffles me. I certainly don't profess to know anything about the SEC or what is or what isn't a security because before I got into Bitcoin, I didn't even know what securities were or what a security was. But here's the thing that as as a regular guy like me, my brain is saying, If Ethereum started by Vitalik was maybe there was some kind of pre-mine or the people that got in first got a load of, let's call them shares or Ethereums, okay? And then people have been got into Ethereum. I think there's a video out there that Vitalik made talking about getting to Ethereum. There's potential to make money. I think there's a number of things already in there that says... This is a security. So why the heck, when Gary Gensler was interviewed and he was screaming around and he simply would not answer the question about why can't you simply say if ETH is a security or not, and he squirmed and he wriggled and he would not answer it, it makes me think to myself, what is going on behind the scenes, maybe with the SEC, Gary Gensler, the wider government, I don't know, the banking fraternity, is there something going on where they simply do not want ETH to come under the SEC because of what they want to use it for? And I don't know, I'm, I don't want to become a conspiracy theorist here, but something doesn't feel right to me. As a regular dude, that's saying to me, with everything that ETH is, Surely to goodness, that has to be a security. So why aren't they labelling it as that? And I guess that'll all come out in the wash. Who knows? And then we got this that is really, really scary. And it's happening here right now. And that is UK food banks give out record amounts as rising living costs drive hardship. We are seeing so many... Families now, literally, no matter what they try and do, they cannot make ends meet. And they're, you know, they're choosing between feeding the kids, putting the heating on, not putting the feeding on, not feeding the kids, feeding the kids and the adults going hungry. And it's awful to see. It's absolutely awful to see. And that backs up this one. And somebody made a statement in the UK, and this thing's gone viral and everybody's talking about it. Brits need to accept they are now poorer, says the Bank of England chief economist. We have to just accept that we've got to be poor. We can't pay our bills. We can't eat healthily. I mean, this is just horrific. And this is why we Bitcoin. And this is why I just do try to do my own little bit to reach out to anybody that will listen and tell them about Bitcoin. And hopefully, if you tell enough people, one or two might listen to you, do some research and think this is our saviour And I really believe it is. And I think this is all going to get a heck of a lot worse before it starts to get any better. So really, really, really scary times out there. And then look at this scary woman. Okay. She said, crypto has evolved from being seen as an anti-establishment rebellion asset, says the FCA or Financial Conduct Authority uh, director. So what did she say? From being seen as a small anti-establishment rebellion asset more than 10 years ago, crypto has grown to become more widespread, says Sarah Pritchard, Executive Director of the United Kingdom's Financial Conduct Authority. Pritchard said, while the FCA has routinely warned consumers of risks associated with crypto, the watchdog has always been open to innovation. Okay, What does that actually mean? Well, we've got banks everywhere in the UK literally stopping, limiting or trying to cut off the on and off ramps to to Bitcoin stroke crypto. So... Is that open to innovation? No, I think what they want to do is cut off off those on and off ramps so that they can bring out their um, CBDC. That's what I personally think. But, hey, we're all entitled to our own opinions. Stacking Riches in the House, SciFlyer67, good to see you with us as well. I haven't missed anybody, have I? Nope. Welcome, everybody, yet again. Okay, so then you get this one. So we heard last week, didn't we, that – Apple, apparently from 2018 onwards, it might have been 2017 onwards, uh, literally the Bitcoin white paper was hidden somewhere in the operating system. I went in on my Apple and I found it and I saved it. I got it as well. So it was definitely there. But now apparently it's being quietly removed in the next a Mac operating system uh, beta. So it clearly wasn't anything to to do with um, Tim Cook. <laughs> I guess it was uh, uh, an underhand uh, developer or um, project person within Apple that, that slotted it in there. So good for them. Well, at least we got it in there, but it clearly isn't an Apple uh, thing they're doing. You got this one. Read into it. Gold regains favor as Bitcoin falters. Bitcoin falters. I mean, for goodness sake, shall we go back and have another look at that chart? Does that look like Bitcoin is faltering to you? I don't think so. Let me just take you to the log chart. Does that look like Bitcoin is faltering to you? It's FUD, people. You've got to look past that. Just, I hate it when they do this, but they do it. It's the narrative that they want to spin. And then you get articles like this. I don't know who this dev is, but Bitcoin in the early stages of a parabolic rally as Bitcoin mirrors 2015 bull market, according to this, sorry, not dev, this top trader, whoever the top trader is, does not matter to me. Again, if you look at some of these people that trade, uh, get you to you know have a diverse portfolio, you know. All of their analytics are pointing to the fact that the bottom's in and we are definitely heading upwards, albeit slowly, surely and grinding. But remember, we are just a year away from the next Bitcoin halving, where the 6.25 Bitcoin every 10 minutes or every block today will be cut in half to 3.125 every 10 minutes, or 900 coins mined a day will become 450 coins a day. And it is getting scarcer and scarcer and scarcer. And quite honestly, if you don't understand any of this stuff, and I didn't when I first got into this, if if an asset is scarce and people want it, the number has to go up. Monet, Mona Lisa, to name a couple, people pay tens of millions for paintings and digital hard sound money, the hardest sounding sound money that the world humanity has ever seen. People want it. You've only got to look at the zero to one Bitcoin cohorts growing like mad, the one to 10 growing like mad and the 10 to 100 growing like mad. So all I say to anyone, as I'm looking at 29226 now. So we've gone up close to $150 since I've been uh, live. So maybe that's a good thing. Only kidding. Doesn't do anything just because I'm live. Um, the point is, if you believe it's going to go up, stack some Bitcoin is what I would say to you all. Okay, so there's some news articles. There's some articles that their narrative, whatever that might be, you've got to understand the banking fraternity, the elites, the, the rich, wealthy, the Rothschilds and all the others that are all out there, they do not want to see what's made them stinking, filthy, rich crumble. So they're going to do everything they can can to make sure that Bitcoin doesn't rise. So if you don't believe that we are in the fight of our lives, I don't know what where you're at with this, you need To learn more. You really, really do. Because as Gandhi said, and I put that in the show notes, first they laugh at you, then they ignore you, then they fight you. And we're in that fight right now. And then you win. And I believe, this is just me, I believe that we will win. When that comes about, no one's got a crystal ball. But I believe that Bitcoin will ultimately win. And with that said, I'm going over to the desktop now because I've got a great video that I'm going to run from the great Larry Lapard. Now, I've met Larry in person. Well, both my wife and I have met him in person um, last year in Scotland. What a great guy. This guy has been in the gold business. He's had his own gold fund for, I think, 45 years or something ridiculous. So Don't take my word for any of this, but certainly take the word of somebody that knows about financial markets, that knows about the manipulation that goes on in in places like Wall Street, in banks, etc. And I do listen to Larry LePard. He's got his feet firmly on the ground. Yes, he's been a gold bug, but he always says Bitcoin is the fastest horse in the race. But don't write gold off because over the next few years, 10 years, decade, whatever, you will still have people that their flight to safety is in gold. And that's okay. But more and more gold people will eventually move across to Bitcoin, I believe. Let's listen to what Larry's got to say in this first excerpt where... He talks about, in his opinion, Bitcoin is the only real cryptocurrency. He also covers Caitlin Caitlin Long's um, Custodia Bank being refused a banking license as they, open quotes, close quotes, they feel it would not be good for their business. Let's listen in on this bit.
1: Let me just make a. Let me start off and make a very important distinction. Okay, in my opinion, Bitcoin is the only cryptocurrency with any value. Full stop. I don't even believe in Ethereum. We've also seen a company called Custodia run by a woman named Caitlin Long, who's very active on Twitter. It's a company I've invested in, full disclosure. So I'm I'm, I believe in her thesis, who is trying to establish a fully reserved bank that does business and would have a stable coin that would would work with Bitcoin. And and the Federal Reserve has shut her down. And she has basically found out through back channels that that has occurred because the major banks in New York, uh, I'm looking at Jamie Dimon and JP Morgan, but I think there are others involved, have gone to Jerome Powell and said, this would not be good for our business. We do not want banks that are focused on Bitcoin in this manner. And And so, you know, the Federal Reserve has, has not granted her the license to build a crypto bank. That by law, she ought to be entitled to. So, you know, you're seeing um, the banking lobby and the traditional finance lobby laying the pressure on people in DC to speak out. And there, there, there are other representatives and folks in Congress who um, occasionally came up. I can't remember the name of the congressman, but one of the, one of the congressmen actually got up on the floor and, and named Custodia Bank as being a rogue bank, which. A rogue bank?
0: Wanting to have assets backing one to one or 1.08 to one or something like that? A rogue bank? No, a bank that goes
1: against their fractional reserve lending is what they mean. First of all, it doesn't even exist yet. It's just an idea. And he spoke out about it, which tells you how threatened they are by it.
0: I mean, you'll keep hearing the word they, quotes, and they, whoever they are you know why has custodia bank been refused a license when it's probably the most honest and trustworthy bank you could ever have by backing its everything it's loaning out one to one with hard assets and they refuse it you've got to ask why that might be in this next bit he talks about the lightning network and its benefits he talks about the absolute power of bitcoin being unseizable, and it changes the power between individuals. It moves the power from individuals to individuals away from governments. Let's listen in.
1: Lightning Network allows people to move currency money um, between themselves for less than a penny per transaction. And, um, you know, right now, MasterCard and Visa are charging, you know, 3% or 300 basis points on every single transaction you make using the cards. This would effectively Destroy their businesses, and so you can see that there are very big vested interests that do not want to let cryptocurrency disrupt the existing financial That's you know, system Here, Here's where I think we we ultimately win. America's not the only country in the world there are, you know three hundred million of us or something. There are billions of people in the world, okay and um, Bitcoin's not really seizable. if you've got it on cold storage, you've got your twelve seed words. They can't take it away from you. They, they might know you have it because they can follow it unless you've cleaned your coins. They can follow where you got it from. They can't really take it away from you. I mean, you're as strong as an army in terms of defending your wealth. I mean, every other time in history up until this point in time, if you had money and you didn't have the guns in the army to defend your money, they could take it from you. It was either in a bank, in which case they could see the records of the bank and take it, or it was gold or it was something that you would store. And guess what? If enough people show up with guns, they can threaten to take your gold. Well, if you could have a billion dollars worth of Bitcoin and 12 words would secure it, now they could threaten to kill you and, and say, if you don't give us the 12 words, we're gonna kill you. There is that. Yeah, and they might, and they might, but if you had the 12 words, you know, and you'd given them to other relatives and they didn't know who, I mean, the point is they can't get the wealth. They just can't, short of killing you. And And even if they kill you, they don't necessarily, they're not necessarily able to get the wealth. That actual, that equation is a very important equation Guy on Twitter named Jason Lowry who talks about this a lot. He does a great job of it. And so um, it's going to change. It, it literally changes the balance of power between individuals and governments.
0: I mean, that is so powerful. It is changing the power, but it's not going to happen tomorrow. It's going to slowly, gradually move power across to the individuals, the sovereign individuals. And if you haven't read The Sovereign Individual, I encourage you uh, to read it. Uncle Hadler is in the house. Welcome. Glyn Payne, greetings from Mexico. Welcome. Good to have Mexico in the house. Don't forget, people, smash that like button. I'd really appreciate it. So let's hear a little bit more from Larry. In this excerpt, and I agree with him, he says, I cannot see how Bitcoin cannot and doesn't win. But he says there will be We're going to win, but there are going to be severe bumps along the way. And that is something I really do agree with. Let's listen.
1: I can't really foresee a case where Bitcoin doesn't win in the longer run. But I do foresee cases where there are severe bumps as a result of actions that governments can take. And as we've talked about, they will defend themselves. We know that. And they'll cheat. We know that too. Yeah. the the point i guess i'm trying to make is i think the intelligent people in the world and ultimately most people get the get the joke and realize that you know that fiat currency is 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 losing value consistently and as that as that trend grows people will, will go to bitcoin they'll go to bitcoin they'll go to gold they'll go to property anybody i mean nobody's going to be stupid enough to buy bonds from a set of governments that have proven that they they can't manage the currency correctly
0: you see if you don't want to listen to me and you're new and you're finding this channel for the first time, listen to people like Lawrence Lapard. Um, what can I say? This last bit now, this is brilliant. I love this because I didn't understand about anything about S curves, growth curves, adoption curves before I got into Bitcoin. And in this one, he covers a great visual on the adoption curve that Bitcoin will take if and only if it follows other profound uh, innovations. He says it's the only commodity in the world where if demand goes up, they cannot produce more of it. Uh, The world will be shocked. And he also talks about how the world would be shocked in the future that somebody holds one whole Bitcoin. Let's finish this one up.
1: So Malcolm Gladwell had a theory that said that, and he looked at a lot of developments, historical developments of technologies, you know, autos, washing machines, cell phones, computers, And what it says is the amount of time it takes from 0% penetration to 10% penetration of the population, the number of years that that takes, then in turn, the next set of that number of years gets you from 10% to 90%. So, you know, in this case, in the Bitcoin case, it was, you know, 14 years old. And I think we estimate that about 10% of the world or 10% of the, you know, the first world owns Bitcoin or is involved in Bitcoin in some form. And so uh, certainly more than that are aware of it, but I'm talking about people who've actually bought some. And so if if it took 14 years to get to 10%, the theory is it would take another 14 years and 90% of the world would own some Bitcoin um, if it really is the technological innovation that I believe it is. And so, you know, that would imply that we're going to go through a very big growth curve here. And, you know, you've got a this is, as a commodity, Bitcoin is, uh, there's a fixed supply. There are only 21 million of them. It's the yeah. only, this is very interesting. It's the only commodity in the world where supply does not go up as a result of higher prices. Think about it. If gold goes to $10,000 tomorrow, we're going to mine more gold. There's just no doubt, right? Cause we know where it is. It's just not economic to get it out of the ground. Whereas if, if Bitcoin goes to $100,000, you know, tomorrow, there's not going to be any more Bitcoin created. So that's a very powerful thing. And so, you know, there, there's seven plus billion people on the planet. There are 21 million of these coins. You know, it's, it's a very sound form of money as more and more people come to see, you know, I should save in this, in this money. Um, the price is going to go in my opinion, much higher. I mean, I think we'll hit a hundred thousand then I think we'll hit a million, then I think we'll ultimately hit ten million dollars a coin. I mean, I'm sure my grandkids will be shocked at people who own one whole coin. I mean being a whole coiner will be a big deal
0: and that is why I say, set yourself a goal if you're starting out to get to point one of a coin, hit that, then stretch your goal to point two and work your way up because right now. There is still, here we are, 29.264 at the moment. There is still a chance that anyone, even a regular working class person, could, if they really worked at it, get to become a whole coiner. But, you know, once this, in my opinion, it's just my opinion, once this bull rally kicks off and we see Bitcoin retake the all-time high of 69 and then go through 100 and then 150, quarter of a million, half a million, it's a done deal. You know, it's going to be... It's going to be like a pipe dream for somebody to own one whole Bitcoin. And what he's saying is his grandchildren will look back at somebody that holds one whole coin and they'll be revered as like, oh, my Lord, this person's got one whole Bitcoin. So, you know, what you've got to do, people, is get a little bit of vision. Start to have some vision of how that might look for you, your family, your descendants in a few decades from now if you took that thought process and worked at it. Because right now, live, you can get over 3,400 sats for $1. So start stacking those sats is what I would say to all of you. Quick plug, this coming weekend, this Saturday, we have yet another 21 Million Club meetup. Really excited about that. If you are a regular supporter of my show, if you tweet me out if you are a Bitcoin only person and you want to uh, join us on the 21 million club uh, once a month four weeks sometimes five weeks um, reach out to me find a way to connect with me I've actually removed all email addresses um, that I've had from all of my YouTube videos every single one going back to YouTube video number one because I'm trying to protect a bit of my privacy but Where there's a will, there's a way. You know, go to my Vida page where you can actually send me a message. You know, the point is, it's an exclusive club, and on average, we get between six and 10 people come on and we talk Bitcoin. We get to know each other. We have a laugh, particularly when Mr. Midas is on. Um, But It is a great way offline. Well, we're online still, but we're not on YouTube publicly, where we just talk Bitcoin, share ideas, talk about things that are topical, like something I didn't even get to touch on today. If you own a Trezor, you're okay. if you're just buying and holding. okay. people are freaking out about this. You don't need to. Trezor have gone in the direction that Loads of people aren't happy with because of chain analysis and stuff like that. Um, so people are going, "Oh, you know, is my is my Bitcoin safe?" Yes, it is safe. Just don't use their coin join facility. Just do what you've always been doing: buying, storing, and holding. And then, as we learn more, then migrate to maybe something else. In time, But there is no need to panic right now. So we discuss things like that. And I'm sure we would talk about that on the 21 Million Club um, on Saturday. So regular time, 8pm London for one, two, three hours, whatever it goes for. Uh, last but not least, as I always do, I find quotes that I like. Here's when I like. And it's a simple one, actually, but from Dolly Parton. The way I see it, if you want the rainbow, you've got to put up with the rain. If you want the number go up and wealth for your family for the future, security, self-sovereignty, you've got to put up with the rain. you got to put up with the crap out there, the narratives they're spinning, the volatility, the massive drawdowns that we go through. That is putting up with the rain if you want the rainbow. That's it, peeps. There's no more. That is my UK Bitcoin Master Bullish Bitcoin Channel live show for today the 27th of April, 2023. Uh, we're pumping a bit, 29.327 now. I better go off air and get it back to 27K. Only kidding. Come and join me on thir- on Thursday, today, Thursday, Monday, uh, for another live bullish Bitcoin show, uh, 6 p.m. London. Uh, subscribe to the channel if you haven't. I keep forgetting, but please go back into the comments after the show and leave me a comment because it then helps to keep this current on Google search engine so more noobs can find shows like mine, unlike some of the deeper, heavier shows that they can't understand and then they lose it and go off somewhere else. I want people to get a basic understanding and learn that you don't need to have a, you know, a financial brain to learn and be able to buy and hold Bitcoin. So I want more people to find my channel. Come and join us on Monday. Have a great morning, afternoon, evening, wherever you are, and a superb weekend. And I'll see you all on Monday. As always, I'll leave you with a page and a little bit of music with my social media links on. And I'll be back on Monday at 6pm London. Ta-ra.